When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, I think he's comfortable. You know, he's got a chance. He's had success. He's put together some really good seasons. And now I think you're seeing just, you know, let his proverbial hair down and, <laughs> and just kind of relax and be comfortable. And he's got a good group. I mean, when you look at the, the group they've built around him and you look at some of the young pieces emerging up front on the offensive line to go along with Dalvin and Justin and and feeling all the other pieces that they have. It's just, um, I, I think we're seeing the best of Kirk right now. That's interesting. Because that's, well, that's interesting. I'll just leave it there. Okay. We're going to get into some of this on the state of the offense episode here of Purple <laughs> Daily. By the way, that was that was Daniel Jeremiah moving the sticks. I think that was part of NFL Network. Mm-hmm. But uh, we need a documentary at some point about the people that put together the TV sets for football shows with like, like we, you, Judd, you and I went to Tom Pelissero's house to go drink some beers and do a couple podcasts a couple years ago. And he showed us his little downstairs yeah. office where someone from NFL network came in yep. and built shelving yep. with some books and football. We're like, Oh, look nice. You put this together. He goes, no, he sent yeah. someone out here yeah. and they you see this like, built shelving. This yeah. is all Zolget, okay? Yeah, There's no design artiste <laughs> with you this. Go. You see these bobbleheads? Oh, this is God. all me. Wait, wait. Those bobbleheads. Is that a sh- is that a shower like shampoo holder shelf? Yeah. No. Well, no, th- wait. <laughs> well, it's like one. Wait. It's it it's a shelf of some sort that Don Show bought to put That's for so showers. Don bought this. Oh, no, it's not that, for That's huge. Like that yeah, would have oh, be in a shower. But it's for like holding it's for like, you know, household goods to to be to be stored in so yeah, she started to do that i moved it all out i'm like this is bs what we're doing is bobbleheads yeah we're putting, but anyway we're i built my three this Sid bobbleheads this sure. this vikings pennant hold on a second that that's all me okay <laughs> that stadium that's me i don't uh, got no interior designer we know <laughs> what a what a doll that's uh, all right, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment here, and it's, uh, I guess, home home decor advice, too, if you ever want it from us. Well, you got some stuff behind you. You can't see it right now, but you got yeah, it. Yeah, well, maybe tomorrow we can do a tour of uh, of the books and the Nintendo I have back here. I also collect old radios, too. So yeah. you know, Bernie Lauer. Like uh, this old Our Zenith. Sales this is my grandpa that. and grandma's. Oh, like dude, that's awesome. Ago, old Zenith. It's kind of cool. Okay, that's really cool. I think it still works, actually. So, anyhow. Time for KJR News and Weather on the Apes. <laughs> so um, the show is presented by our friends over at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, 
delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, we'll get to the state of the offense here in a moment, but a- another huge thank you to everyone who showed up at that Surly event over the weekend. We have another one planned, Judd, for November 6th, the revenge game against the Commanders for never giving Kirk the bag like mm-hmm. he wanted it. Kirk's going to take out years of frustration, and we're going to watch it live at Surly. I love that term, the bag. Yes, you are right. We We are going to... Gather, as we did on Sunday for the Dolphins game, we're going to gather again November 6th at Surly in Minneapolis. Watch the game, post-game vent line. It's going to be a great time. And just for like this weekend, okay, so the Vikings are taking a weekend off. It's their bye week, self-scout time. You too can self-scout. You can self-scout your way to your liquor store and pick up some Before I Dies because you know what never takes a break? The mission to win a championship before I die. One of many fine, fine beers from our friends at Surly Brewing. Amen. All right, boys. Every Thursday, we do a deep dive into the state of the Vikings offense. We'll get to a random Viking of the week as well later today. But let's go in here. I've got, again, a handful of sort of categories or themes and I think there's a lot to be discussed within each one of these. Okay. We'll start with the overall snapshot, and then we'll get into the first category. So the Vikings are pretty much middle of the pack in all of these key rankings offensively. Yards per play, 15th. Points per game, 14th. Expected points added, which is a key analytic that front offices use, 13th. And then Football Outsiders has DVOA, which is another sort of putting your yardage and your and your opponents into context. 14th. So those four key categories, 15th, 14th, 13th, 14th so far this season. Not a whole lot different than the Zimmer Kubiak offensive results. It looks different than it, than it did under those guys. But the results ultimately are just kind of still middle of the pack. If it the season ends this way, I will be surprised and disappointed. Um, this is definitely not the mission. This is definitely not what Kevin O'Connell wants or probably expected. Um, again, you know they've won five games, and and I know that there's a lot of like grinding of teeth about this so so far. But you're winning games now. I think offensively you are, and and I mean, Sunday was a setback. It was ugly. But that being said, I think you are trying to work through things. I think you're trying to fit in at times personnel that doesn't necessarily fit into what O'Connell wants to do, which to be fair, you don't really know until you start to run this thing at, at full speed. Like the car, like you had the car in June, but you didn't take it out of the garage truly until... Uh, week one against the Packers. So all of that being said, I am very much, and this might surprise some folks, in wait-and-see mode as to where those statistics end up. I think if, I am too. Yeah, and, and I think too, like we always talk about it the with their record when it comes to, hey, by the bye week, if I were to tell you the Vikes would be 5-1, and one, you'd be like, oh yeah, I would take that. I think when you put it in this context of, hey, the Vikings offense, the bye week, if, if we had this conversation the preseason, is going to be 13th, 14th, 15th. I feel like we would kind of be, huh, interesting. That's not a train wreck, but there is also, I think we'd also have it, well, that's kind of disappointing. That's kind of mm-hmm. confusing. But what we have seen, it just seems like they haven't fully tapped the potential and there is still like room to give them space to make it a top 10 offense. But I, I do think if we were to say, think it was going to be 13th, 14th at the bye, I think we probably would have had a couple of pontificating, like, head-scratching moments. I agree. I I totally agree. I also think it's fair to say, 
all right, let's give them the first six weeks and in, in a weird travel stretch in there, a kind of an unprecedented London no-bye week. You know, it's only happened a handful of times. Let them get through the first six games, get to the self-scout for a couple weeks, pick things apart, and then let's see what it looks like for the next four games, starting with a home game against Arizona, Washington. Then let's see. Right. Um, but I'm with Judd. If at the end of the season they're still just like 14th or 15th, despite all of the fanfare for 12 months of offensive-minded genius coach, new system, empowering Justin Jefferson to be the best receiver in the NFL, and it's like it's just the same result as we've seen the last few years, well, then maybe you'd look at a common denominator, which brings us to our first category, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. So the theme of this first category is – this is the worst year of Kirk Cousins' career statistically, and I think the Vikings are winning and playing, you know, five and one football in large part despite Kirk playing poorly. Not that he's been, you know, Justin Fields bad, or you know, he's he's certainly not one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL by any means, but he has the worst passer rating of his career, the worst QBR of his career, the lowest yards per attempt of his career. He's been statistically bad on third down. Here's where Kirk ranks right now in some important quarterback categories. Passer rating, which I I, don't, I think that's kind of a, it doesn't take into context enough, but he's 17th in passer rating. He's usually, he has like a, a top six or seven all-time passer rating. I, I agree with you, though. Like, that that stat is uh, archaic, sort of, hey, we came up with a stat that seems really cool and it's yeah. really convoluted, so. I'm it doesn't really take context. Most of these, well, all of these other ones have context involved. Yep. QBR, he's also 17th, which is passer rating with context. Yep. Yards per attempt, he's 24th. Expected points added, he is 17th. Third down expected points added, he's 27th on third downs. Wow. Football Outsiders has him overall as the 13th ranked quarterback. PFF has him 8th. PFF has always had him a little higher than some of the other ones because I think what happens when they go back and watch film, it's like, He'll complete a pass for eight yards or something on an underneath route when there's something better over the top, or maybe he doesn't move the chains or something. But whatever it is, PFF always has him a little bit higher. So not a train wreck, but overall, he's not playing at the level that he had been under previous systems, and he is not a driving force for why they're winning games. To his credit, there's been a few times where Maybe he doesn't play well for a couple hours or he disappears for like, you know, two and a half quarters. And then he gets you the drive that you need in the fourth quarter. Yep. So it's not all bad. He has he has kind of made up for it in some high leverage spots, which is what we ask of him. Right. But that's kind of the story. He's not he's having one of the worst seasons of his career statistically. And I wonder at some point, boy, they're five and one despite that. What if he clicks at some point? What does this thing look like? So let's go down this path, too, because to me, um, I guess to, to those who, who think that I absolutely hate Kirk Cousins' guts, this is going to come as a surprise. To me, this is not just Kirk. What, one is I'm with the last thing that you said completely, which is I see and appreciate that when the pressure is on, he's actually come through, which I feel like for a long time he didn't do. Um also, just to be clear, the man has put up marvelous stats before, and it's meant nothing. And that's when folks say, yeah, quarterback wins, though. Judge, you're trying to talk about quarterback wins. Well, ultimately, you are you are one of the driving forces in wins, 
like it's not like a pitcher in baseball where the bullpen comes in and now you're being charged with a win that that, that you shouldn't have or or lost. Uh, but all that being said, I think that this is also a conversation that revolves around O'Connell, who's done some good too there, definitely. But as as we talked about on Mackie and Judd with Doogie, let's get to the other elephant in the room outside of Justin Jefferson, the receivers as well, and, and the entire passing game. Because I think we all thought, all right, you're starting the year with Jefferson, who for the most part has been marvelous. Uh, dropped a few balls here and there, but he's still been very good. Thielen, who we thought was going to be far more of a threat than he has been. K.J. Osborne, who flat out hasn't been used nearly as much as we expected. And we thought, okay, if K.J. is not going to contribute as much as we expected, it's because Irv Smith is firing on all cylinders and has become a huge part of the passing game, which he has not. He's caught some passes. He's dropped some. He has been, I think it's very kind of me to say this, inconsistent at best. And so how much does that trickle down into Kirk's stats not being what Kirk's stats should be? So, like, for for the first time, I'm actually absolving Kirk a bit. One, because he's won games. But two, I don't know that the pieces of the puzzle from who's catching the ball standpoint outside of Jefferson, Phil, are what we thought they would be. But now you're kind of going back to the, well, but let's talk about all the other things. (laughs) So Kirk is the engine, but let's talk about all the other things that are wrong with the car. You know, well, okay, well, I paid a lot for that engine, so I, I need the car. I need the car to run, even if the side view mirror is dented or something. Absolutely, you know. But Thielen's um, not the player that that he was, and I think we're seeing that, and it's not surprising. He he's a guy who's taken a beating. He's been hurt a lot, and he's not young now. So Thielen, yeah, I mean, because think about this. I'll give you here's a nugget, kind of within this. I'll go down this path with you of like, well, the car, but like, uh, um. So Thielen, for a long time, was regarded as one of the 15 best receivers in the NFL, right? When it was when it was yep. Diggs and Thielen, you said they're both kind of top 15 guys. And then for the first, at least the first year of Jefferson, it's like, wow, they've got Jefferson and they've got Thielen. Maybe it's the best tandem in the NFL. So Thielen this season currently ranks 70th among wide receivers in yards per route run. And this is a great this is a great stat to kind of show you who are the most dominant receivers that are getting open the most often per route run. How many yards are they gaining? So at the top of that list, Tyreek Hill is number one. Stefan Diggs is number two. Jacoby Myers with new England is actually number three. Justin Jefferson. He's tied with Jefferson at third. Jalen Waddle is fourth. So it is, it's a, it's a who's who list of dominant receivers at the top. Thielen used to be very high on these lists like three years ago of yards per route run because he's a great route runner. He gets open and the numbers pay it off. And now he's 70th. So do you look at that and say, boy, he's wide open all the time still, but Kirk's just not getting him the ball? Or is Adam Thielen at age 32, it's pretty old for a wide receiver, just not the same guy and the same open target that he was three years ago. I, I would probably tend to lean more toward that instead of why isn't Kirk hitting wide open Adam Thielen the seven times, you know? Right. And and I mean, he's trying at times. He is trying. Uh, the other thing with, with Kirk, too, is, and we didn't buy this at the time, but it's turned out to be true, is he's still trying to get this thing down. Like, this was not the seamless fit that, that we all thought, oh, man, O'Connell and Kirk have worked together before. Yeah. Um, you can see in the entire offense, and especially Kirk, the hiccups as well. And, and I mean, Kirk, 
is going to throw and already is on pace to throw uh, more picks. He's being asked to do something he's trying to do, but to his dying day, he will be risk adverse. So like there's there's a lot of things here that we don't know simply with personnel in place if they're going to work. We assume things. It's just like with the Wolves, right? Well, I mean, this thing's going to work perfect. Well, no, it's not. It's going to take time. Um, I guess I'm much, I guess in this case, I'm not judging Kirk as quickly because like with the rest of this thing, I want to see what more of a finished product looks like, to be fair. One more on Thielen here, because this is fascinating. You go back to 2019, which was the Kevin Stefanski, he was the offensive coordinator that year. And it was the best team success here the Vikings have had under Kirk Cousins, where they won a playoff game and then they went and, and lost in the second round. So Thielen was 12th in the NFL in yards per route run that year. Diggs was third, by the way. Mm-hmm. So they, they had two excellent receivers. Yep. His average depth of target was 14 yards down the field. This year it's nine. Yeah. So again, some of that, is it route concepts? Or is it he's just not getting open down the field like he used to? This is where smarter people that break down film would have to answer that question. But overall, Thielen is not nearly as effective as he used to be. And he's getting a lot of money to be not as effective as he used to be. Bingo. He just redid that contract. Bingo. So uh, let's get to the to the next category. These all kind of play hand in hand here. This category is called Situational Masters. Kevin O'Connell has said Love repeatedly... This. We want to be situational masters. We practice situations. Bobby Fisher. Bobby Fisher (laughs) playing. He's a situational master. I know how to put you in checkmate with my eyes closed. 16 moves away. Check, check. You sure you want to? You move your pawn forward on the first move? Checkmate. Do that? I'm going to do that. In 23 moves, this is over. Do you just want to stop now? (laughs) So... The, I would say the main takeaway here is the Vikings haven't yet fully mastered situational offensive football. Football. But there is a good sign at the end of the rainbow here. So we'll start with the bad. The Vikings are still just 17th in third down conversion rate. They're just not a great third down offense. They had they had one really good game a couple of games ago. They were like 12 of 15. Um, it's, it's better lately. I'll give them that. But they're still... Bottom half of the league in, in third down conversion rate. The red area or the red zone for you casuals, for us diehards, it's red area. Yeah. Sounds right. painful. <laughs> Sounds like a painful problem to Football. have. It's an ointment for that yeah, who's red got, area. Who's got the penicillin? Uh, they're, they're 12th in touchdown percentage in the red area. Okay. 13 touchdowns and 22 trips. So, okay, I'm not going to celebrate anything outside of the top 10 in Mm -hmm. any key offensive category. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's whether it's the overall offensive ranking or third down or red area. You might say 12th isn't bad. Isn't bad isn't going to get you a Super Bowl. I I need to see them at some point. And that's where Thielen actually still can be effective is. Absolutely. All right. It's a condensed area. Boom, boom. Let's see those hands in the back of the end zone, just like against Miami. But here's the silver lining when it comes to being situational masters, they have been perhaps the best four-minute offense in the entire league. So last four minutes of the first half and second half, the Vikings are the highest-scoring team in the NFL in those four-minute windows. The middle eight. They have, they've scored 12 times, six touchdowns, six field goals. Yep. 
and it's technically not the middle eight. It's the first four of the of the middle eight, and then the and then the last four minutes of the of regulation. Okay. And in those windows, they rank fifth in yards per play as well. So it's not just like lucky or I mean they're they're gaining more yards per play than almost any other team, and they've scored more points inside four minutes of halves than any team in the NFL. I think that's a great sign for becoming situational masters. And that's a credit to Kirk because those are moments where the opposing team knows you're probably going to pass. Yep, They know that you're trying to either close a half or close a game. So I'd rather you be kind of mediocre the other parts, but be great inside four minutes than the opposite. And the thing that makes that um, so intriguing is the fact that how many games, not just Vikings games, but overall in this league come down to that. Like if, if you were to say, I'm going to give you three areas in which you can be good. Only three offensively. This would be one of them because I mean, this third, league third down. Yeah. Two, four minute drill. Right. But, but yeah. this league is built not to have good games necessarily, but to have close games, which is fun. But you know, a year ago, it felt like, and I think it's backed up, the Vikings were a disaster in those situations when the pressure was on. So what happens? And you can say, well, I mean, look at all. that. That's what drove me crazy about last year, and that's why I give them, I think, more credit than most this year. How many times did we hear last year? Well, you take away the Cincinnati, the Dalvin fumble in OT, and you take away the Joseph miss. He makes that. That's a win. And, like, you literally had people torturing the games to be like, these are all wins then. But that's not how the league operates. Yeah. Like you did something wrong. And right now, they're five and one. Not because they played great. They're a long way from that. But when it matters most, they're doing something right. So like I'm going to ding them for the record. And a year ago, I got sick of hearing, well, if you do this and you do that, and then you do this, and now they've won 13 games. Yeah, but they didn't. Now they're finding a way to win games. You can argue they shouldn't win those games. Yeah. I guess at this point, I don't really care. You've won five games. And this is the beauty, too. You think uh, think about how important four-minute drill offense is in the NFL and that the Vikings' defense has been kind of a sieve for chunks this season. Their offense, Kirk's having the worst year of his career. And the, and the overall offense is like barely league average. It's just, there's nothing that really stands out that says, boy, this is one of the better teams in the NFL. Except the fact, like the one thing that you can say for sure, they are one of the best teams in the NFL at is four-minute drill offense. Mm-hmm. And they're 5-1. and one Because it's the most high-leverage thing that you can confront in the NFL is clocks ticking down in the half, got to have a fourth-quarter comeback, got to get momentum going into halftime. So... It kind of like erases a lot of the other stuff that they're not great at right now. And I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather have that than it feels like it's been the opposite for far too long where we can march our way up and down the field in the first 15 scripted plays in between right. the 20s or whatever. That's where I struggle with the Kirk stats, though. Because, I mean, we've seen him post great stats, and it means nothing. So, like, now he's not posting great stats, but in the clutch, they're actually doing the the right things. And so I'm hard-pressed to say, well, I'd like to say the stat should be. Now, do I think the overall team stats offensively should be um, top 10 for the most part? Yes, absolutely. And that's going to mean that Kirk improves statistically. But, you know, everything that Kirk didn't do and the Vikings didn't do in 2021 – 
they're sort of now accomplishing, even if it's in a backwards way, this season. So, yeah. so it, it's a. If this was year two or three of O'Connell, I think I might say it feels more fluky. It's going to catch up, but it's year one, and I guess at this point in time. I am more of it's a work in progress, and I think you should take what you can get because a year ago you got nothing. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's to me this might have positivity. Yeah. No. It's, yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Hold on. Sounds like you're changing your tune. Stella, bring it in. Kirk Stella. Cousins. Bring it in. <laughs> bring it in. Long live Kirk. <laughs> Long, Long live Kirk. Kirk. Long live Kirk. <laughs> Fly the flag. Long live Get Kirk. Amazing. You know how here. Kirk can live longer if he ever puts on a little weight. <laughs> Take off that weight. I'm not going to say easily because you got to put in the work. you got to put in Judd, some work. Judd has done it. That's really? right. And 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 most importantly, I did it because my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers helped me. Livia Weight Control Centers. That's right. Not diet, not fad. No, no, no. This is all about dropping that, that weight and then maintaining the weight loss, which is the most important thing. And guess what? Holidays are cu- coming up, okay? And so you're going to see family and friends that you haven't seen in a while. And if you put on some weight and you're thinking, I do not want to see, I don't want to go and see the X or something, I put on some weight. Guess what? Livia can help you start today, take that weight off. And, in fact, you will receive the perfect timing the first eight weeks for free. The new Flex program, it lets you enjoy fruit, pasta, and even bread, 855 855- Go L-I-V-E-A, Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Inside the state or out, you can join Livia dot com. That's your ticket to weight loss and those clothes fitting again. Uh, tell the audience, too. I mean, we've had some, it's a lot of lot of Purple Daily listeners having fun on Underdog oh, yes. this season, it seems like. Man. Great winning slip here from our guy, Kent. Five picks, nice. and the guy oh, cashed dude. out for a big payday. Go, Look at him riding those overs on Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Joe Burrow, Saquon overs? Barkley. All overs. He rides all <laughs> overs, baby. Always Good for you. Deal, right? Good for you. You know, I, I was yelling at uh, Josh Giddy yesterday because actually I was able to finally win a slip in Underdog Fantasy watching the Timberwolves. But that now that's the best part. You got NBA and NHL back. Obviously, there's some great pick'em options for Thursday night football tonight too. Uh, join Underdog Fantasy with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. It also helps us out here at Score North, too. Join Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Uh, and a shout-out to our friends over at Nutrisource, the official dog food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. This morning, once again, uh, it was an early, early <laughs> wake-up call for Maya Mackie. Hey, 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 where's my Nutrisource? What's hilarious is, like, she'll wake us up as early as she wants to, and then she'll just, like, come back and pass out her little post-breakfast nap for yep, like yep. two hours. Yep. And then she'll go outside and go potty with, by the way, with great gut and digestion health, mm-hmm. thanks to Nutrisource chicken and rice food. And you know what, Phil? I've got the same thing too. So 6.30 this morning, that little girl, Stella, said, you know what, Daddy, wake up. I want my food now. But here's where she's got a racket going. You know where she is really rope-a-doped, good old dad, it's on going outside because she knows that if she goes outside, she gets about uh, two or three of those superstars treats, the training re- rewards. And so she will find reasons that I don't think have anything to do with going potty to go outside. So she knows when she gets back in, she can get the treats too. talk about double dipping on good old pops. That's what Stella does. <laughs> but I don't blame her because it's 
from our friends at Nutrisource. Amen. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find Nutrisource near you anywhere in the country. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Okay, category three here of the state of the Vikings offense. Play action Hmm? is the category. Like it. I think there will, I'll, I will, I will say this in terms of a kind of a summary of this category. Deception remains Kirk's friend. I think there was maybe a perception that, uh, all right, he's going to be spreading five wide or at the very least trips or 11 personnel. And it's just going to be uh, Kirk running the show, a lot of shotgun, whatever it may be. You can still run play action out of shotgun and pistol. However, they have lined up whether it's under center or shotgun or some uh, modified form, Kirk Cousins is much better with play action than without relative to the rest of the league, which is a trend throughout his career. So his passer, I'm using passer rating here, so it's not the perfect measurement, but uh, his passer rating with play action ranks 11th. His passer rating without play action ranks 26th. So when you ask him to just go back there and survey things and sling it around, He's the 26th-ranked quarterback, according to passer rating. Yep. Um, the best drop-back and sling-it non-play-action quarterbacks this season are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith, and Tua. Dude, Geno Smith is He's legit. having an insane season. Ryan Tannehill. Across the board. Ryan Tannehill. You think it's just a random pop-up or what? I think it's a pop-up. Like, I think he's he's okay. Tannehill had that year that got got him that huge contract, and he's fine. I just don't know that he was worth that contract. Oh, like Geno Smith Gino's hasn't started in like six years up until this I know that's point. why I think it's a pop up. Yeah, but he's been great. No, no, it's exactly what you thought him. you were drafting ten years ago, right? Like yes. accurate, and it's the Jets Jet, are like, what the, the hell, Jets, dude? right? Yeah, like, how'd you do that? Well, it was also the Jets that were trying to develop him. So um, the Vikings, by the way, run play action on one-third of their dropbacks, which is the seventh most play actions in the NFL. And it's a lot more than they ran last year. They're running a lot more play action than they did in 2021. So I don't know if you have a take on this, but I just think it's interesting. You know, he's he's not the guy that you're going to ask to just, all right, dude, drop back with no deception, no play action. We what's just need Stafford you to drop at, back. Phil? What's, what's Stafford at? Can you find that? I'd be curious I'll find to it real see quick. Give me a... Uh, Hold on. Give me uh give me fifteen seconds. Get the flag. Wave the flag. Okay. All Thank right. You. This does not conclude our broadcasting day. <laughs> we are looking something up. Research and development is working. We will be back. Meanwhile, enjoy the flag. <laughs> okay, what are you looking for on Stafford? Um how often? And and where it ranks. So action uh, usage. So Kirk is, let's see, play action on, I'm sorry, I'm looking at 2019. So Kirk is running play action, like I said, on like a third of the drop. And they're all kind of scrunched together here. While Mariota runs it on 50% of dropbacks. All right, Marcus, just just stick the ball out every time you drop back there. Um, Cousins is 34%, and Stafford is 23%. Okay. So Stafford's actually one of the lower play action rates. They're asking him to just drop back. Because what I was no going to say is, is that to me is a credit to O'Connell's flexibility to fit yeah. the player. Like this, this is where this is where O'Connell's doing things. And look, it's far from perfect right now, but he's doing things that I like because he's doing things that are, are a nod to. I'm not going to take away from Kirk what Kirk does well, right? 
Um, I feel like that there are a ton of offensive coaches who would say, Kirk, this is what I do. I mean, I think, I think DeFilippo did that. I think he, he said, here's what we're going to do. And it failed miserably and he never could really adjust it. Yeah. So I, I like that O'Connell is clearly doing some Kirky things <laughs> to help cousins out as opposed to saying, this is what we did with the Rams and it worked. So make it work. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady and Mac Jones, coincidentally, have the lowest play action rates, 14 and, and 11%. Some of this is personal preference, too, I'm sure, where yep. you know maybe a Tom Brady says, we could do some play action, but ultimately I just I would rather not turn my back to the defense. I, I just want to be dissecting everything. Yep. And so, so maybe Kirk just – it's also possible that Kirk – he likes open windows. He's not exactly like tight window guy. So yep. let's run play action to open up some. If the linebackers take a step forward, it opens a wider window, et cetera. It's just it's comfort. And I agree with you. If 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 that's what makes him comfortable or gives him wider windows to throw, run some play action. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth and final category here, state of the offense, is just called tempo. Just oh, yeah. one simple stat for you. You were kind of asking about this. The Vikings are the seventh fastest team to snap the ball on average this season. They are snapping the ball on average within 26 seconds. So, or I'm sorry, 27 seconds. So they're snapping the ball on average on a 40-second play clock with 13 seconds to go on the play clock. Interesting. And the, the headset shuts off at 15. Yeah. So everything's being dissected and diagnosed pretty much before 15 and that's, snapped. That's two or threefold, right? One, it's as, as we talked about yesterday it's to keep the defense on the field if you don't sub they don't sub because like when, once you sub guys that then you got to give the defense time to make its own substitutions but if you get up to the line of scrimmage quickly the defense has to stay on the field they're sort of gassed and then o'connell can talk to kirk until to your point 15 seconds and so basically between o'connell and kirk they can diagnose or know going in what they're seeing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like it a lot more than huddle up, sort of malinger around. Now you're, you know, now you're looking at things. Um, there are certainly times where it's smart, uh, i.e., with a lead late in the game, to bleed the, the play clock down as much as possible. But as far as like early in, in a game, I, I think this is a good idea if nothing else, to try and wear the opposing defense down a little bit. Yep, yep. And some of this, you know, these numbers can be skewed, too, if there's teams that are just like the teams that are trailing in the fourth quarter more often might be playing more tempo and skew the numbers on this. So it's there's a little bit of noise, as they would say, in these <laughs> statistics. But I think there is a concerted effort to just, hey, let's. I think it's a strategy of, because you'll see it happen in the middle of games for the Vikings when they don't need to, but they just choose to, all right, we've had a couple punts. Let's get it going here. So I guess my of this of these four categories and and this week's state of the offense, I think my biggest takeaway is if you're great in the last four minutes of each half, it covers up a lot of other stuff. And we get so focused sometimes on how the game looks. Is it aesthetically pleasing? Oh, God, this looked ugly. That looked ugly. The only thing I care about really at the end of the day, a third down for sure, I want them to be better on third down is, are you great closing out halves? And if you are, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to clean up a lot of messes that you made early in the game. Yep. Very rarely are you just going to play at a high level 
in all facets for three hours. So the fact that the Vikings are the highest scoring team inside four minutes of each half is a great sign going forward. And I would say from a defensive standpoint, because you are getting gashed at times, definitely yards-wise, I, I would say the key thing there is points against, which is, what, 19-something, which actually, for how the defense has played, is outstanding. So, yes, it is it is certain statistics, if you cherry-pick them out right now, it explains a lot. Um, and, and, look, Philadelphia kicked your butt. Buffalo might too. Like there's certain teams, and and this is why I don't see this as yet a Super Bowl team. But you know what? A lot of teams that the Vikings have played thus far and beaten are reflective of this league. It's not like it's all been, oh man, they've got all these crappy teams and everybody else is great, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of teams in in the five wins that really reflect what the overall league is like now. And that's where it's important that you are, unlike last year, finding a way to beat those teams. Yep. Amen. So there you go. There's your state of the Vikings offense. And um, if you guys, the audience, if you have ideas of other themes or or stats or things you'd like us to dig on, let us know. Send us a message, you know, feedback tab or YouTube comment section, and we can and we can dig into some other good stuff here too. Uh, just for fun, I had the the QBR rankings for the league pulled up. And Kirk, we said earlier, Kirk is seventeenth in QBR among the thirty three qualified quarterbacks. Who do you think the four worst quarterback? Oh, oh just, let's go three. Who do you think the three worst quarterbacks are this year? Baker's got to be one of them, right? He's Declan? dead last. Yeah, dead last. He's been awful. Cleveland made the right call there. He has a fifteen point so. five QBR on a one to one hundred scale. I'll Ugh. go. Is Russell Wilson one of them? Russell Wilson's 26th. Okay, okay. In fact, why don't you, I'll, I'll expand it out to the bottom 10, because you're not going to get some of these guys. Sure. you got two of them. Uh, Davis Mills. He's the 31st. Yep. Mitch Trubisky. Does he qualify? He's 18th. 18th. Is he really? He's not, good I mean, he's, for him. He's not been well, good, he did but... lead the comeback. Um... Danny Dimes. No, Daniel Jones is uh, 14th. They're 5-1, I don't know 5-1, but I, I thought maybe he still wasn't great. Danny Dimes has been good. Danny Dimes is like 2012 Christian oh, Ponder uh, this year. J- Justin Fields, obviously. Yes. Um, yep. Easy one. There's a couple other really easy ones in here. One for sure. Bad QBs. Bad quarterbacks. Oh, uh, Carson there's, Wentz. There's a Carson Wentz. You got five. Um, uh, there's one There's one in here that I... It, it makes a little sense, but... Uh, it would shock you that he's in here. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is 12th. Is Kyler Murray in there? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. 20th. Okay. You're sniffing around here. You're sniffing around. I was going to say, we're starting to. Uh, Judd already named one of these quarterbacks earlier in the show, actually. Uh, Stafford. Nope. Oh. He's 21st. I did name him early in the show, him. though. Ryan Tannehill is 24th. Oh, Tannehill. There you go, Geno right. Smith. Aaron Rodgers is 25th. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's interesting. Yep. Uh, that, Mac that's... Jones, Jameis Winston, Joe Flacco among the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Mac Jones played two games, three games? He is... He's played three games, okay. two two picks, five interceptions. Dude, Bailey Zappi is throwing missiles down the field. Like I yeah, saw Bailey a, Zappi's... I saw a stat from, I think it was like attempted air yards, passes of 15 yards or more in completion percentage, and granted it's two games, and Zappi's like second in the NFL. 
He was throwing missiles. He's the, they, they just found another time. I know. Of course supposedly they Supposedly Mac God. Jones, I guess Mac Jones is not pleased yeah. uh, that, that they, and I don't blame him for this one bit, that they suddenly said Matt Patricia, a defensive guy, is going to help yeah. call plays or call plays. And I would be so Mac too. is like, what the hell is this about? Yeah. So, all right, there's your worst quarterbacks. The, the quarterback cesspool challenge coming back there for for a minute here. All right, it's time for the random Viking of the week. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. Where we pit Judd against a combination of Declan and myself. We alternate. It's kind of a two-on-one tag match, and we yeah. alternate by the week. Pressure on me every week. You've handled it pretty well to this point. This edition of Random Viking of the Week will be hosted by me. Declan will be participating, and it's presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years, and they're all about helping maximize the success of your business through risk management tools and resources. Uh, these people know what they're doing. They offer a guiding hand for your business, and uh, you can find a full list of industries that they specialize in at federatedinsurance.com. See if your company matches up with their expertise. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, I will throw out a series of clues. You guys get up to three incorrect guesses each until you are eliminated. And uh, you can ask me questions. I can choose to not answer them. Last week, I correctly guessed Medeu Williams to beat Judd. Before that, Judd correctly guessed Greg Camarillo and Kelly Holcomb. And then we had uh, Declan and I winning with Ray Edwards and Reese Lloyd the two weeks before that. Those are your most recent random Vikings. You guys ready? Yes. Let's do this. Let's go. This random Viking of the week played college football in the Big 12. Big 12. All right. His parents' names are Kent and Martha. I'm not I'm not sure if they're still alive or what the situation is, but Kent and Martha raised a fine athlete. Good job. At least one that played professional football. In the Big Twelve. Yep. And an athlete that was a four sport athlete in high school. Wow. Football, baseball, basketball, and golf. Okay. There's also a story about how this random Viking was a really good youth hockey player, but gave it up early, like before high school. So you could say this was a five-sport athlete at one point. Lord. Okay. So golf. Ah. Mm-hmm. So he's not tough. Well, you know, golfers are, dude, golfers are weird. I mean, Adam Thielen is yeah. tough and is, is a scratch golfer. I mean, really. He's tough. not the random Viking, by the way. I mean, really But it would be very meta if I threw his name out. And so he, he was, was a answer. hockey, so he's a good hockey player. In high school basketball, this random Viking averaged 18 and a half points and 10 and a half rebounds per game. As a junior, I believe, and played on the same AAU elite team as Blake Griffin. So they moved. I did not know that, by the way. So they, so if he gave up hockey and he did, and then he went on to play basketball, they probably Kent and Martha probably moved to a more basketball state. So Kent must have been in some type of business where he got transferred. Or perhaps they were trying to get, a, or oh, perhaps wow. the family was trying to, to get a fresh start, trying trying to get away from something. Continue. Some demons in their past, perhaps. 
coming up on Netflix, a special about a former <laughs> youth hockey player who played basketball and then went on to play football in the Big 12 and later played for the Minnesota Vikings. This random Viking of the Week oh. was a first-round pick. By the Vikings? Not by the Vikings. Any guesses yet? Any thoughts? Any? I I do have one thought, but I don't. I think we've used this guy before. We just, and we we are not. We have never reused a guy, right? Uh, so no, no. It's a, it's a new one. Okay, all right. So that's my that takes my guess off the table. Oh wow. Oh, you thought we ran out of random Vikings and we're going... I just didn't know. I you didn't thought know. we were going it's back to Rich a, Gannon or something? It, or It's a long list. You thought we were going back to uh, so Jarek McKinnon. So this guy was a first-round <laughs> pick, but not by the Vikings. Yes. This random Viking of the week, actually, I'm a little surprised, was only a three-out-of-five-star recruit going into college. Despite, you know... Being a multi-sport athlete of that caliber, apparently. Uh, as an ice hockey fan, his favorite team is the Vancouver Canucks. Can't be Justin Morneau because he didn't play for the Vikings. He loves the Canucks. <laughs> is, that a, is that an official guess? No, it's not. He loves the Canucks, though. Former goaltender. I know. I've heard of Valley Sports North. Um, this random Viking of the week? Played in 83 career NFL games. <sighs> this random Viking of the week. Give me more. Should I give you the coaches? I'll give you the coaches. Was okay. he was he a first round pick in 2009? Um. Do you have that in front of you? Or do you, you can you answer it? it? Will you reveal yeah. it? No. He was not. In, okay. Okay. You said Blake Griffin. That would have been around that time. Well, I'm trying to decide what, how aggressive to get with my clues. I'll give you the coaches first. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Mike Zimmer. Steve Wilkes. Steve Spagnolo, Jeff Fisher. Pat Shermer. Hold Those on. are the head coaches. Hold on. Mike Zimmer, Steve Wilkes, Spags. Spags. Sherms. Ugh. And Jeff Fisher. Okay, so that's the same. Oh. Oh, uh, I should know this. Declan, I'll, 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 you asked me a... Well, you asked me about the draft year being 2009. Yeah. And you were talking about Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. You're very close on the draft year. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that you're sniffing around the right time period. Ah. This random Viking of the week was a consensus all-American his final year, or at least one of his years in college. God, this is going to kill me. I think it was his second to last year in college. Technically, he was. Can you tell a us consensus many... all American? Okay, that doesn't even, that doesn't help as much. Can you tell us how many games he played as a Viking? I think I can get you that. 
that information. Hold on. We, we're, we're whiffing this 17. One. Played 17? 17 games as a Viking. 17 games as a Viking. Mm. Uh, uh, we have a guess? No, I don't Go think ahead. he played for the... Jake Long? <laughs> Jake Long. It was a first-round pick, and around that time, but he, I don't think he played for all those coaches. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, All right, Judd, I'm going to circle back to a clue of that you kind of sniffed around on early. This random Viking, as far as I can tell, was... Maybe he moved homes a few times, but grew up, was born, grew up, went to high school and college pretty much in the same place. His family did not move. They didn't move. They I mean, they might have, have moved. They didn't have skeletons. I, I don't want to go have... too far with that clue. Was his but father? It, but but okay. all evidence points to born, grew up, high school, college, all in the same. Who place. was who was he drafted by? What team drafted him? Can you give us that? This is awful. Yeah. Are, I mean, are, I probably have to at this point. Yeah, right? We are yeah. whiffing this. God, okay. I suck. He was drafted by the Rams. In which he played for, in which he played for Spags and then Jeff Fisher after Spags got fired. <laughs> um, I think damn some it. Of the, I think some of the early clues are throwing you guys off. I'll say this: you wouldn't think of him as a guy that dominated basketball. He certainly does not look and yeah, he's a feel like a guy that would guard. It's yeah, a guard. He's a lineman. It's like a point guard. Because he's golf. Yeah, the fat guys are good at golf. Um, oh god, dude, this is killing me. Yeah, he was six foot four, two hundred twenty four pounds. Listed, pretty big guy. Pretty big guy. Fat guys are good at golf is a stereotype that this show doesn't need. Oh my god, definitely was not a fat guy. Definitely was not a fat guy. I'd like you to apologize to fat people. Uh, he um, scored 36 out of 50 on the Wonderlick, which is well above the average for his position. A lot of smart guys at his position. He scored a 36 out of 50. John, Su- have we done John Sullivan? No, that's not a guess. And that's John not Sullivan a guess. was drafted by the Vikings. That's not a guess. Because I thought the same thing. Okay. The Vikings it, traded for him. We ran out of music. We just ran out of music. <laughs> it's a 10-minute be- bumper, so yes, we've exhausted 10 minutes this of this. Is ten, 10 minutes is insane. This should be... Th- th- it's no uh, contest no, right now. No, this is not this is a awful. no contest. We're getting this. This is awful. This is some of the most embarrassing random okay. Viking of the week, and I'm participating. Okay. Uh, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to give you other clues here. Uh, he fumbled 10 times in his Vikings career. Wait. a lot of fumbles in 17 games. Wait, hold on. Now I'm totally Sam Bradford! Thrown. Sam Bradford! Sam Bradford! <laughs> yes. Gah! Oh, damn it! Gah! <laughs> damn it! This the most embarrassing performance. Oh, that's awful. I quit. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing oh, it next week. Man. I'm done. I'm in a slump. I'm done. Sam Bradford, floppy sleeves. Sam Bradford, I was correct. Yes. Oh my God! (laughs) 
Before all the knee problems, he was an elite athlete. I mean, the guy he could move and obviously. I'm play not. Basketball. I'm not, I'm not even. Done. I'm not even pleased. I'm not even pleased. Just Jeff. close the show. All right, Just the close show, the show. I'm done. The show is over. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple. Maybe. <laughs> Hi, this is Danny Larue from the Real GM Radio podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the Major League Baseball playoffs, start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. So head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.